hello to the internet. I don't want to forget about that. I'm not used to that. But everyone on the internet, Facebook, uh, whatever else, if you want to say amen, just push like. If you got a prayer request, send it in. If you got a praise report, send it in. We'll pray for you just like you was here. Okay? All right. Now, all right, now we're going off on my message, and we're going to start on the first scripture that we have, and Sister Nancy will read it for us. 2 Kings 4, 18-37. The child grew, and one day he went out to his father, who was with the reapers. He said to his father, My head, my head. His father took a, told a servant, Carry him to his mother. After the servant had lifted him up and carried him to his mother, the boy sat on her lap until noon, and then he died. She went up and laid, laid him on the bed of, man, of the man of God, then shut the door and went out. She called her husband and said, Please send me one of the servants and a donkey so I can go to the man of God quickly and return. Why go to him today, he asked. It's not the new moon or the Sabbath. That's all right, she said. She saddled the donkey and sat on, said to her servant, Lead on, don't slow down for me unless I tell you. So she set out and came to the man of God at Mount Carmel. When he saw her in the distance, the man of God said to his servant Gehazi, Look. There's the Shunammite. Run to meet her and ask her, Are you all right? Is your husband all right? Is your child all right? Everything is all right, she said. When she reached the man of God at the mountain, she told him she took hold of his feet. Gehazi came over to push her away, but the man of God said, Leave her alone. She is in bitter distress, but the man has hidden, the, the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me why. Did I ask you for a son, my Lord? He, she said. Didn't I tell you, don't raise my hopes? Elisha said to Gehazi, Tuck your cloak into your belt, take my staff in your hand and run. Don't greet anyone you meet, and if anyone greets you, do not answer. Lay my staff on the boy's face. But the child's mother said, As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. Leave you. So she, he got up and followed her. Gehazi went on ahead and laid the staff on the boy's face, but there was no sound or response. So Gehazi went back to meet Elisha and told him, The boy has not awakened. When Elisha reached the house, there was the boy lying dead on his couch. He went in, shut the door on the two of them, and prayed to the Lord. Then he got on the bed and lay on the boy, mouth to mouth, eyes to eyes, hands to hands. As he stretched himself out on him, the boy's body grew warm. Elisha turned away and walked back and forth in the room and then got on the bed stretched out on him once more. The boy sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. Elisha summoned Gehazi and said, Call the Shunammite. And he did. When she came, he said, Take your son. She came in, fell at his feet, and bowed to the ground. Then she took her son and went out. Amen. Amen. So that's another Sunday school class lesson. It didn't seem that long at home, but... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... You know, what I am talking about, and, you know, if you want to title the message is to have, get from your spirit the mental picture that you want to achieve. If it's like healing, 
if it's a job, if it's uh, your next step in life or whatever, whatever it is, you take that mental picture, uh, you could call it a selfie if they still use that word, I don't even know, <laughs> but you can take that picture. So we're talking about uh, the Shulamite lady, and there's different variations of the pronunciation, but for me, she's a Shulamite. Can't you just imagine her? I know some Shulamite ladies. Does anybody here know? She had a picture in her mind that she wasn't letting loose of that son. She was going to get the man of God and put bring that son back from death, death's door. She had that in her mind. And she would, couldn't, couldn't you just see it going down there? She'd ride that mule down, go as fast as you can. And then she gets off the mule, and the, uh, his servant comes up and says, uh, How are you doing? It's well. You know, how is your husband? He's well. You know, how's your son? All is well. You know, just leave me alone. I got uh, places to go and people to see. So she went and tackled Elisha. And, and she was going to get what she wanted from him. She told him, she said, you can go ahead and send that servant, but I'm not leaving you till you go with me. We're going right up there, and we're going to get that boy going. So, you know, uh, the, the boy sneezed seven times. That's kind of like it is around our house. You know, the boys and the all of us sneeze in the mornings. Not raised from the dead. No, we just, <laughs> we get up and sneeze a lot. That's what I'm trying to say. But anyway, her picture in her mind was developed. She developed and come to a material facts that she could see come to pass so now this part is just hearsay I'm, I'm not for sure and I'm not saying it's true but they say that later the boy took the name of the country from where he is from and moved to Florida and, and coached a football team <laughs> what's his name David brother David you know Coach Shula? Okay, forget. No, that, that color commentating just went cheap. Okay. Now we're going to move on to another mental picture. And Sister Nancy's going to read that scripture. 1 Samuel 17, 38 through 47. When Saul dressed David in his own tunic, he put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off. When he took his staff in his hand, cho chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. Meanwhile, the Philistine, which with his shield bearer in front of him kept coming closer to David he looked David over and saw that he was little more than a boy glowing 
with health and handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, Am I a dog that you would come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give you your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine away to the army, to the birds, and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here <coughs> will know that it is not my sword or spear that the Lord <coughs> saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you all into his hands. Amen. I love that story. You know, the little guy standing there with the big guy. And the little guy says, this day, I'm going to feed your carcass to the birds and I'll cut your head off and I'll take your sword and everything else. Little guy, little young David. And what did Saul say? What am I, a dog? You're going to send a little kid up here after me? No. But the stone was the last mental picture he had going through his mind. Hit him, hit him. But David had already slayed the giant before he even got there. I've slayed the bear and I've slayed the lion and I'll slay you, old giant. So, you know, it, it gives you confidence. You, you know, when you're playing basketball or football or whatever, you see yourself accomplishing the, the goal. You know, you see yourself doing these things. When I was a little kid, I used to imagine I was Wyatt Earp. He was Hugh O'Brien. I had the outfit and everything. But I was just like David slaying the giants. I was going around slaying the bad guys. But anyway, we'll go on from there. But I, lo I love the stories about David. Okay, we're going to move on to another person that had a mental picture or uh, something that he needed to have developed. So go ahead, Nancy. John 5, 1 through 8. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which is in Aramaic and called, is called Bethesda and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in his condition for a long time, he asked him, Do you want to get well? Sir, the, in the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat, and walk. Amen. So if you have your mental picture, and you've waited 38 years, get a different picture. <laughs> get, bring, bring up some more uh, information. Jesus come and changed his camera, changed his lens, and changed his thoughts. And, and he... He raised him up right there. Man been laying 38 years. Wow. So that's what we got to learn from that lesson. Think about how long it is. 
in your mental picture when you're going to get it developed. Okay, next. Luke 5, 17 through 26. One day Jesus was teaching and the Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. So men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles in the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, Who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, Why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is it easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on, and went, on, went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, We have seen remarkable things today. I like that one too. You know, uh, originally I, that was going to be my topic was take up your mat. So I started researching it, and, you know, everybody goes to Google. So Google says, tens of thousands of sermon has been preached on take up your mat and go. Well, they had a Kentucky guy from Flatwoods preaching it, but anyway, <laughs> the important lesson here is he had friends around that shared his mental picture. Amen. They shared seeing him walk again. Yes. Think about that. They they was they was going, you know, come into church there and it's full packed out. And they said, well, we ain't gonna let that stop us. That's just there's the roof. Let's go up and take the roof off. I mean Earlier in my earlier years, I would have if I was on the board there, I'd be saying, "Oh, great! I've got to get a roofer and a cleanup crew, and I've got to get this." But you know, you get your mind off of the miracle part of it. But this guy's friends helped him and set him down right in front of Jesus, where he received his mental picture. He got up and walked away. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay. We're moving right along. Let's go to the next one. Mark 5, 21 through 24 and 35 through 43. When Jesus had again crossed over by the boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was at the lake, by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him, and a large crowd followed and pressed around him. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, Don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. 
When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went, went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha Nome, which means little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. Amen. So what about this? You know, this was the leader of the synagogue. He was a preacher, but he knew where his picture could be developed. He knew that Jesus had the answer. He was just like the Shulamite lady and her child. We've got to get this done. We've got to go and get Jesus here. And they went. And what about all them mourners and criers and screamers? Jesus cleared them out. Hey, we don't want that around here. Get that stuff out of here. That's the way we got to be, too. When we got that positive mental picture, and then there's a bunch of people around saying, Oh, man, it's too late. Oh, boy. So remember that. Remember that picture when you get it. You know, we're going to get that picture developed. And we're going to stay positive with positive people around us. Okay, we're moving right along. And so I think we're, we're going to make it through. <laughs> Let's have another. Mark 5, 25 through 34. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject for bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all that she had. <coughs> Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and t touched his cloak because she thought, if I could just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched me? Who touched my clothes? You see the cr people crowding against you, this disciples answered, and yet you can ask, Who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be free from your suffering. All right. Another good story. Now let's put this into common today's happening. And let's just say, for example, Jesus was at Disney World <laughs> on the 4th of July. Is that the busiest day of the year or close to it? So they're packed in there everywhere. I've, I've been there when it's crowded, and I didn't even like it then. But, <laughs> but anyway, that's, Jesus is down in front of the castle. People's all around him looking at him. Everything. Here comes the lady with the issue of blood through the front gate, and she, she pinpoints it in. She says, right there is where I need to be, right there. That was her target. That is where she was going to get her picture developed. She went up there, and she pressed through that crowd from the gate all the way up to the castle, got close to Jesus, reached down and touched his uh, uh, garment, and was healed instantly. 
she had that vision in her mind. And she knew she received it, and Jesus knew that it went out of him. Right? I mean, we've heard this story lots of times. Except it wasn't at Disney World. But but just kind of think about that. What she had to go through and how determined she was to get her message and her picture developed. Now, I'll share this. This is a story about Nancy, which we kind of relate her to the woman that had an issue of blood. She had a, a disease. Uh, it was just, it, it was internal disease, but come out in big sores on her. Uh, we went to a young doctor, and he was full of himself, and he thought he knew everything. But, you know, we got to have doctors. I like doctors. They're all right. Sometimes. <laughs> but anyway, I'm take that off the tape. I did. Uh, anyway, so... Here's what he did to Nancy. She had sores, and she looked normal. So he gave her so much steroids that it blowed her body up. You know, and they said you're taking four times what a normal human being would take of these steroids. So it was ripping her skin open. You know, besides having sores, she had tears. Then he said, well, I don't know about that. Uh, let's just treat her with some gold shots. I said, gold? You know, we had to trust God for some money back then, but we did have insurance, but we had co-pays and stuff like that. But anyway, he started giving her gold shots. Well, she's allergic to gold. She can wear gold, but she can't have it injected in her but her face I mean all the skin and and you can remember some of them that know her it just peeled all the skin peeled off her face and her nose and her forehead different spots in her, on her body and me and her family and my family uh we, we had just been introduced to the Kenneth Hagin message and, the, and about naming things and, and more or less getting the mental picture of what you wanted to be and speak that message. But that doctor kept telling us, he said, you know, this is terminal. It can be terminal. Yeah, it's terminal. Just look at her. I thought, well, you did all that, didn't you? <laughs> so... So, you know, somebody come in to visit, and we'd all look, some of the family would look at her and say, you know, it could be terminal. And Nancy reared up, kind of like a Shulamite lady to me. It kind of made me think of that. But she said, no, no, I, it's not terminal for me. I got a kid to raise. I've got a family to have, and I've got things to do. I've got take care of my mom and help all these other things and I'm not terminal she she claimed that and we was all like huh you know we we didn't get it she already had it and we didn't get that because she had the mental picture herself of seeing herself healed and you know what in our church 
some people started having dreams, and they come told Nancy, said, God, Nancy, I had a dream. Your, your skin was like baby skin. It was all renewed. God had healed you. We, we prayed and we believed, and, and I, I grew from Nancy's confession, and I started confessing. And we, you know, we was able, we went to a different doctor, an old guy. And uh, he said, get her off that gold shot. And who put her on that much steroids? What, are you trying to kill her? So, I mean, he was just an old, he was, I think he was a Jewish doctor. And I praise God for him because he just talked real plain to us. And he said, you need to get this. And so uh, we, we got it. We got it. We left that place. We felt better. We prayed before we went in. We prayed when we come out, and we cried all the way home. You know, because we knew that she was going to get a healing and that uh, her son would have a mother. Okay. Now read one more, Nancy. First Peter 2, 24. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. Now, I, I never really pictured it in my mind until I watched The Passion. And oh my gosh, when they whipped him, Jesus, I had to just turn my head. I couldn't believe it. They was just hitting him and ripping flesh off, you know, and blood coming out. And it was just terrible. And I just, no. But you know what? Jesus had a mental picture of you. Yes. He took all that because he knew that he had you in mind and uh, you could be saved, you could be healed. You could go on and receive those things you need to receive Hallelujah. through him, through Jesus. Now, does anybody have a mental picture that they want to be prayed for and agreed? We'll agree with you. we got the prayer team here. You want to be saved? Jesus will come into your heart and save you. So let's all just stand. Let's do that. Oh, God, we praise you. We thank you for everybody that's here. We thank you for the needs that's going to be met right now. We thank you, Lord. We receive mental pictures being developed right now. Healings, whatever it is, Lord. Healings, uh, finances, jobs. Lord, being saved from your sin, whatever it is. Now, anybody that would like that, just come on up front here and we're going to pray with you. Come on, we're not going to fool around long. We're going to pray and we're going to believe just like the Bible says. You know, in business, when you've got a contract, it's just like it says in the contract. That Bible is a contract. So we're going to let God honor his contract 
and we're going to receive the things that we need to receive from God. I, I'm going to just touch you, and then we're going to have the sisters on each side that's going to pray with you too. And uh, we'll just start right here. Now, you, you have that mental picture in your mind, what you want to be like, what you want to be healed, saved, whatever it is. Get ready. Get ready, okay? Oh, God. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Just receive. Receive your picture. Oh, Lord, we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, we thank you, Jesus, that you receive your picture, the, your developed picture of what you want to achieve and what you want to believe for. Oh, I thank you, Lord, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for these things. Oh, we praise you, Jesus. Receive. Receive it. Lord, we pray for her right now. We just pray that you would help her develop her picture, Lord, in her, in her mind, Lord. Help her to receive, Lord. Just receive right now. Oh, Lord, we thank you, Jesus, that you receive. Oh, we praise you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus, that you would just touch him. Oh, Lord, those pictures in his mind, Lord of good things, Lord, that will come to fruition. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. We praise your name, Jesus. We thank you for We receive it. Picture of herself, Lord, achieving those things that you would have her to receive. 